I want to start this morning by asking a question that we've been asking for the last three Sundays, and it's this question, who needs Christmas? Who needs Christmas? And what we've talked about over the last three weeks is that we all need Christmas. We all need the hope that comes with the Christmas season. We all need uh, the love that we celebrate in Jesus during the Christmas season. We all need the hope, the love, the power, the joy that comes with knowing Christ. And today, I want to talk about peace and how having a relationship with Jesus gives us peace. As I was preparing for the message this week, I got a phone call, and I don't know the last time you got a phone call uh, where life kind of fell apart. And so Tuesday, uh, I was um, notified that my best friend, who, who happens to live in Dallas, lost his wife after a long, hard battle with cancer. And uh, you've probably heard me, if you, if you call Twin City home and have been around for the last year or so, you've probably heard me talk about her, and it was such a painful, painful journey. And so when I think about this question, who needs peace? And as I flew back to Dallas and did the, the graveside service on Friday morning, I know in my own personal life, I know a very good friend that needs peace this morning. Celebrating his first Christmas, the risen Savior, he will celebrate that. And I believe this morning that he will find peace, some sort of peace in his relationship with God. You know, think about that. Who do you know that needs peace today? Who do you know that's going through an incredibly painful season that could use encouragement from you? We all need the peace that comes with knowing Christ. I want to read to you Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. This was the prophecy about Jesus' birth. It says, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and then what? Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. As I was thinking about what I would share this morning and also what I would share Friday at this graveside service, I thought about how much we all need peace and how much peace my friend Don is experiencing now in heaven. Think about that. Forever kind of peace she has now. Eternal peace now. And some of the things I, I shared at the graveside, I want to share with you this morning. We can trust God. We can trust God with the timing of every event in our life. We can trust God with the things that we lose in our life. We can trust God and have a peace Listen to this, about the unknowns of our future. We can trust God and have a peace with unanswered questions. We can trust God and have a peace that He will heal our hurts. We can trust God and have a peace that the Prince of Peace feel, fills the emptiness. We can trust God and have peace that He will illumine the darkness in our life. We can trust God and have peace, listen to this, that He will restore 
joy to our lives. We can trust God and have peace that he will speak to us through his word. We can trust God and have peace that he will supply sufficient grace and divine power for facing whatever comes in our lives. We can trust God and have his peace because we believe that he will cause everything to work together for our good and for the good of others that are impacted by everything that happens in our life. And don't miss this. We can trust God and have peace that there is another coming of Christ that is that is going to come someday. So we are celebrating not just the coming of Christ in the form of a baby, but we are also celebrating this morning that there will also come an eternal peace that comes for those who know Christ that have a relationship with him, we will have an eternal peace someday in eternity. We all need peace. We all need peace. We all need peace, and we all have these moments in our lives that define us where we have to lean into the peace that Christ offers us. And so we are talking all about the Prince of Peace this morning. In Luke chapter 2, it's the familiar Christmas passage that so many of us love. It says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is, who? What does it say? Who is, say it with me, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Don't miss that phrase there at the end in verse 14, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And so for those of us that know Christ, there is a level of peace that we can experience Because God is well pleased with those that he knows, with those that have a relationship with God. Jesus says, through his word, this morning in Luke chapter 2, I give you my peace. You know, Jesus gave instructions when he lived on earth about peace. When he was talking to his disciples in Luke chapter 10, verses 5 and 6, he says to his disciples, whatever house you enter, first say what? First say, peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. And what Jesus is saying there is if there is a son or daughter of God in that house, there is peace in that person. He says, if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. It will stay with you. There is a peace that is made available for those that know Jesus Christ. Jesus was so passionate about peace being extended to people all over the world. And Jesus is passionate, just as passionate this morning, as you experiencing the peace that only God can provide. The peace that's described in Luke chapter 10, the peace that's described in the book of Isaiah, The peace that's described in Luke chapter 2, verses 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14, that God would desire with his love, with his power, with his glory, 
to be the ultimate, listen to this, peacemaker in our lives. And so what do we do when we take a step back and we say, God, I am in a season of turmoil, I'm in a series of stress, I'm, I'm in a season of stress, I'm in a season of chaos. God says, I am the ultimate peacemaker, and I desire to extend my hand to you and give you peace. There are lots of peace promises in the Bible, and I want to share with you specifically this morning peace promises in the New Testament. In the second half of your Bible, we find in Romans chapter 15, verse 13, Paul writes, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and what? And peace in believing. And peace in believing. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in what? You see, when you experience peace, you have hope. When you experience peace, you also have joy. Do you see how those three things are connected? Joy, peace, and hope. When you know God and when you have a relationship with Him, you can have joy and hope. But it comes when you experience a relationship with God and He extends His peace to you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. One of the greatest Christmas gifts you can give to somebody today is praying Romans 15, 13 for their life. And maybe application for you this morning is taking a picture of that scripture or typing it in a text message and sending it to someone on social media or in a text message and saying, I am praying that the God will, of hope will fill you with all joy and peace, that you would believe in the peace he can offer to us so that by his power you may abound in hope. That's a great prayer. You can pray for somebody. If you want to know how to pray for somebody that you are close to this morning, heck, not just people that you're close to, you can pray this for your enemies too. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of God's Spirit, you may abound in hope. Paul writes more about peace later in his life in Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. He says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and then what? And the God of what? Peace will be with you. While you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. And so what we see here in Philippians 4, 9 is when we walk as Jesus walked, Paul is saying, I am walking as Jesus walked. What you're seeing in me, I saw in Jesus Christ. And as you walk the way I walked, what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of of peace will be with you. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23 says, may the God of peace himself, listen to this, sanctify you completely. That word sanctify just means make you more like Christ. Your life will look more like Christ. May the God of peace himself sanctify you, not just a little bit, not just some, but completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And how does he do it? How does God do that in our lives? What does that look like? It looks like the God of peace sanctifies us. 
How does that happen? How does the God of peace sanctify us? And, and here's how. Every day in your life, you are in a battle. Every day in your life, you are in a battle. Because we live in a world where our God reigns, but the enemy, Satan himself, wants to try to get some victory. And you live in the midst of a battle, and there are days where you give in, and there are days when I give in, and we don't live in the victory that God has already promised us. But 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Sanctify you completely. Make you look more and more and more and more like Christ. This is Paul's prayer for the church in Thessalonians and Thessalonica. Paul is saying, I am praying for you that the God of peace will sanctify you completely. And the way he sanctifies you is when you surrender and give your whole life to Christ and you start to live out every day in his victory and you ask God to move in powerful ways in your life and you say, God, I surrender. And when you say surrender, there is peace. You see that in the scripture? And so when Christ comes, what we celebrate this Christmas season is not just a manger, it's not just all the things that come along with this season, but ultimately what we celebrate this time of year is that we can have peace with God, that we can celebrate His birth and say, God, in light of what you've done to send your Son to pay for my sins and your sins and all of our sins, now we can have ultimate peace. The writer of Hebrews in chapter 13, verse 30, says, Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead of our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant. Our God is a God of peace and it starts with the death of our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant. Our Jesus was born to bleed. He was born to give his life as a ransom for us. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Jesus wants to say to you this morning, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Peace I desire to give to you. Now in the context of John, he was speaking to people that he loved dearly. He knew he was going to go. He knew that he was going to give his life. He knew that he was going to go to the cross at Calvary and he was saying, my peace I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Fast forward 2,000 years we look back at the cross, but Jesus knows that our hearts can be troubled. And Jesus desires to say to us today, peace I leave with you. And maybe what you need this morning is that promise to be written down, maybe saved in your, in your journal, maybe saved in your phone, maybe, maybe saved in your Bible where you, you mark it, John 1427, because there may be a day coming in the next week, or maybe in the month of January, or maybe in February, where you need 
to be reminded of the peace that Jesus gives to you. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, Paul writes, For He Himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in His flesh the dividing wall of hostility. You see, before Jesus came, before He gave His life, there was this barrier between us and God. It was our sin that was separating us from God. And Paul is telling us that Jesus Himself is our peace, that Jesus himself is our peace. So how do we get peace? How do we get peace? How can we get peace today? We go back to Luke chapter 2. We go back to Luke chapter 2 and we look at verse 14. In verse 14 of Luke chapter 2, it says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. We get peace today by glorifying God in everything that we do. How do we get peace? How do I get peace? How do you get peace? You get peace by giving God glory. Not by trying to get glory for yourself. You get peace by giving God glory. Luke chapter 2 verse 14 Glory to God in the highest. And then what happens after we say glory to God in the highest and on earth? Peace among those with whom he is pleased. When we glorify God and we realize and recognize the fullness that is in a relationship with God and knowing him, then we can have eternal and present peace. Glorify God in all you do on Christmas Eve. Glorify God in all you do this Christmas season. Glorify God in all you do tomorrow. Glorify God in all you do December 26th. Glorify God in all you do the rest of 2017. Glorify God in all that you do in all areas of your life. Stop trying to compartmentalize your relationship with God so that you can justify other things because when we do that, we have a lack of peace. Jesus gave his life so that we could know him and experience present peace and eternal peace. Present peace and eternal peace. God's peace can act as a guard for us God's peace can act as a guard for us. I want to read to you and close with Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. As we talk about peace, you can't miss this passage. Don't be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And when you do that, verse 7 The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Peace wants to act as a guard for you. Do you see that in verse 7? The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When you know Jesus, that peace that he offers acts as a guard. It wants to act as a guard for your life that whatever is going on around you, it wants to jump into the path 
of your journey, your faith journey, your story that God desires to write in your life. And it jumps in as a guard and says, I want to give you some peace regardless of what's happening. Jesus came to give you eternal peace and also present peace. That when we lean into Christmas, when we lean into a relationship with Christ, and we say, Christ, I want you more and more and more and more, we experience more and more and more peace. And so this Christmas season, I hope, I hope it is a defining moment in your story, in your faith journey, where you would say, December 24th, 2017, I gave my entire life, I put all my hope, I put all my faith, I put all my trust in a relationship with Christ. Maybe you've been to church before, maybe you've kind of gone and you've said, oh, that's a box I've checked, but you've never considered a real, powerful, authentic, genuine relationship with Jesus, and maybe today would be the day you would nail it down and say, Jesus, I want a real, peaceful, authentic, powerful relationship with you where I experience your peace, your joy, your hope, and maybe that's for you this morning.